How do we manage the protein transition? Which food components can provably boost your immune system? What's the best way to validate health claims for food and food components? Listen to our food and health experts discuss the biggest questions facing the food, nutraceutical, and food ingredient industries today. Welcome to Niso Talks Food and Health. Food production processes are becoming increasingly complex. Small changes can have big impacts on everything from food safety to product quality to production output and efficiency. But finding the right production setup can be a long and costly exercise. We spoke with Kevin van Koorten, processing scientist at Nizau, about how computer modeling can help food manufacturers optimize their production processes. Food production processes become increasingly more uh, complex. Uh, small changes can have large effects on the food safety or on the product quality or on the output or on the efficiency. So finding the optimal parameters is sometimes really tedious. Computer modeling can help there. Today I will be talking to Kevin van Koorten, who is a processing scientist at NISO, about this subject. Welcome, Kevin. So first of all, computer modeling. What, what is computer modeling? Yes, uh, computer modeling is uh, using a mathematical representation to describe a real thing and then um, applying this in, in a computer model, for example. Uh, so you basically um, try to use these equations uh, to represent things in real life. This can be as easy as using a, a simple regression line to making a full uh, computational fluid dynamics model of how a how a uh, spray dryer works, for example. Yeah. So the, the range of uh, uh, applicability is, is huge. Uh, and on the other hand, you can have um, a random description of the uh, of what's happening, or you can have uh, a fundamental description of what's happening. Okay. So using um, models that are that have been uh, fundamented in uh, f from history, for example, heat and mass transfer equations. Um, but you can also simply use um, a black box, so-called black box model equations, uh, which don't actually. Um, tell you beforehand of, what hap uh, of what's happening. For example, a, a heat transfer equation knows the temperature, temperature flows from high temperature to low temperature, and a black, black box model wouldn't, for example, do that. Yeah. Uh, in addition, what you can have is uh, if you define things in, in models, uh, you also create sort of a nice knowledge depository uh, because you don't have to look up all experimental data in, in books uh, or in reports. You can just have this simple formula to describe this whole range of data. Yeah. And that's also uh, of, of huge value. And if, you done, if you look at, at computer modeling and, and uh, uh, food manufacturing, how, how can such technologies be applied to food manufacturing? A very good question indeed. In food uh, has been lagging behind a bit in terms of modeling to, for example, the chemical uh, processing uh, mm -hmm. environment. Yeah. Um, mostly because foods are much more complicated than um, um, the more uh, actionable type of, of processes, which work with relatively few uh, chemical components in a in, in a system. Yeah. While food is, of course, there's there's proteins and all different kinds of proteins. There's carbs and all different kinds of carbs in there. So the the system is is infinitely more complex. 
Um, however, there have been uh, many applications of modeling in food also, uh, which focus on um, um, looking for ways to quickly uh, iterate for uh, optimization. Yeah. Uh, so for example, you could do a lot of trials uh, to see how a product could be better, uh, but using uh, models. Mm -hmm. You could, for example, skip a lot of these experimental steps. So you could do some focus experiments to fill a model uh, and then uh, predict uh, what's, what's happening in uh, later stages, which would in the other case require uh, dozens of trials, which would require uh, a lot more time and money. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at, at, at food processes, huh? you say it, it's, uh, it's, it's very complex. But could you explain a little bit what type of processes now can be modeled? Yes, yes, there, so there's um, the, the main ones that are, uh, at least that in my experience are, are used, are the, uh, the, the drying-based models are, uh, are very widely applied. So yeah. uh, membrane processes, which is concentration, sort of not, not really drying, and then evaporation and, and spray drying. Mm -hmm. And beside that also uh, heat treatment is also um, uh, also very much applied and heat treatment both in the terms of product quality uh, but also especially in uh, food safety so for uh, heat treatment for your microbial inactivity. Yeah to find out what is a safe method of producing a specific ingredient or food product. Indeed because you always have to balance um, I don't want to put too much heat in because then the quality quality usually declines yeah uh, but I want to put <coughs> enough heat in so for example it doesn't have uh, salmonella anymore or um, in the case of, uh, for example, sample plant proteins, you have uh, usually more, more problems with spores, which mm -hmm. require even higher heat loads. Yeah. Um, and with, uh, with the help of modeling, uh, you can again uh, more easily find the, the sweet spot between not too much heat treatment, but enough for, uh, uh, for a safe product. Before you go into the actual experiment. Indeed, otherwise you have to run uh, production runs, which of course require a, a day for a single run. And if you want to do it well, you want to do 10 of those or something. Yeah. Well, with modeling, you would spend 10 minutes behind a computer and then you would be done. Yeah. And so if you talk computer models, there are, there are many models, I think, that you can buy, I would say, off the shelf. Mm -hmm. uh, if, you, if, if you look at that, is it wise to buy them off the shelf or do you really have to build them from scratch all the time? Um, uh, there are two sides to that. So on the one side, you, uh, you usually have to do some tweaking because your, um, the models available either in commercial packages or in, in literature, they're usually applied for uh, a specific product or a specific medium. Yeah. And of course, mm -hmm. you're applying them to your own product, which might be uh, for example, you're applying it to an infant formula, but the mm -hmm. formulas you are applying have been developed inside standard milk. And there will always be slight differences and the, the final outcome you want to have will determine if those differences are, um, uh, are good enough or, or uh, not good enough. Mm -hmm. And this requires definitely some expert input because you uh, need to have somebody who knows um, who can see, for example, the outcome of these milk-based models and say, well, this isn't going to work for our infant products. Yeah. Uh, the other side is that uh, a model, um, uh, well, 
a model can work really well. But usually there's some degree of error because in practice you have slight variations which might not be captured in the model. And you need some uh, practical expert experience which can uh, fill the gap between uh, what's coming out of the model and what will actually happen in practice. So uh, a slight shift of outcome uh, based on uh, for the weather condi conditions, I don't know. Yeah. And uh, this is really an important for successful application of models. So basically what you're saying is that the, that the expert insight uh, uh, in, in modeling is really important. Uh, can you can you can you uh, give a little bit more examples on that, or dwell a little bit more on that? Definitely. So, for example, with these, um, as an example, I gave before with these microbial models. Um, so you have a model for a a certain bacteria you know is in your milk. Mm -hmm. So you apply that model and you say this is the heat treatment we need. Uh, but your microbial expert says, well, I know that this we have a separate. Uh, genus which is slightly different and i know that you need 10 degrees higher for example to mm. uh, to completely inactivate it so these are examples of how these uh, these experts uh, apply this additional step to to complete actually the model implementation so what you're saying is that just buying a model that, that doesn't do the job uh, uh, knowing how to control a computer also is not enough you you need the expert knowledge what i'm a bit curious about is the the um, the thing that you hear a lot about is digital twins. Could you explain a bit what, what are they and are they relevant for food production? Uh, yes, definitely. So uh, digital twins is basically um, what uh, people have been doing um, since forever with models, basically. So they try to uh, replicate uh, completely a system using models. Mm -hmm. And a digital twin is basically the current uh, buzzword. Um, mostly, they uh, it's now called digital twins because the the processing power has become that much more powerful of the computer, uh, the, you mean. Of the computer yeah. indeed. Uh, that we can uh, incorporate more aspects of the process, which before it might have been too uh, intensive to uh, to implement. For example, uh, so as an example, you could do uh, in the past you you would do more. A steady state modeling as it's called. Mm -hmm. So you assume the system is in uh, in equilibrium, so everything happens constantly mm -hmm. at the same moment. So it's uh, a snapshot of what's happening is happening all the time. So you only have to calculate that snapshot basically. Yeah. Uh, what we're doing now, basically standard, is uh, transient modeling. So modeling over time. So you now modeling the entire um, the entire video, not just the, the snapshot. Yeah. Uh, so you, for, with that, you can, for example, model startup of a machine. So it's filling up with liquid um, and shutting down of a machine. So we can uh, implement much more mm -hmm. and it starts to look more like the machine itself in thus the term digital twin, twins. basically. So basically what you're saying, you've been working on digital twins already, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, will, it will progress. Well, uh, Kevin, uh, thank you very much. You explained uh, nicely what computer models is, uh, but also how they can be applied to food processing. But I think one of your key points is without expert knowledge, it, uh, it probably ha doesn't have the value that it, that it can have. And uh, digital twins definitely is something that's here, but it will also be the future in development. Well, thank you very much for your, uh, for your nice explanation. Um, please subscribe to our webcast. This was Niso Talks Food and Health. And if you want to know more, please visit our website. Thanks for your attention. If you enjoyed it, please check out our other episodes via our website and other platforms like Spotify, Apple iTunes, and YouTube.
subscribe through your regular podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode. 